The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not be afraid, little flock. Jesus said to his disciples, Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Lord Jesus Christ. We started reflecting last week on the need to be ready. It seems we spend much of our lives getting ready. An engaged couple will use a lot of energy getting ready for a wedding. Expectant parents will spend many months getting ready for new life. Even a vacation or holiday takes planning. When the risks and rewards are higher, the need to get ready is even more important. Young people spend years in school getting ready for adulthood because adulthood is filled with risks, challenges, and great rewards. I can't imagine the preparation needed to be ready to earn an Olympic gold medal. It should be no surprise that our need to be ready would spill into our spiritual lives as well. Be on your guard. To the disciples, Jesus hints that the eternal joys of the kingdom of God will be best experienced by those properly prepared for its coming. The best way to be ready for the coming of God's kingdom is to be familiar with the expectations of our Maker. We explored how knowing and following the moral will of God is how we get ready. God's moral will is his plan for how he wishes us to live our lives, how he wants us to act and use the gifts he's given, and it applies to everyone, everywhere. It makes sense, too, that being ready for God's kingdom, the place of eternal love, peace, and joy, would call the disciples to act and behave in ways compatible with those virtues. The second reading this weekend mentions Abraham, a figure from the Old Testament introduced in the first few pages of the Bible. 
Now, when Abraham and his wife were getting on in years, God revealed himself to Abraham with a promise that if he remained faithful, God would make of him a great nation with descendants more numerous than the stars of the sky. But this promise called on Abraham to take a huge risk. With his family, he was to leave all he knew and move to a new and strange land, the land God would eventually give to this new promised nation. Imagine the worries. Would he be able to understand the language spoken in this new land? Would his family be accepted? Would they be safe on their journey? Imagine the ridicule Abraham may have faced along with the challenges of living with his family in a tent. What words could he use to explain this, this, this uh, proposed journey to his family? It seems that Abraham had been living according to the moral will of God, and it's why God approached him with a promise. He acted and lived as God intended, but by trusting God and setting out for a new promised land, Abraham also followed the providential will of God. The providential will of God is God's master plan, his ultimate goal for his creation and people. It's what our all-powerful God is going to do, no matter what, because God always gets his way. To Abraham, God revealed that his chosen people would inherit a promised land. Later, to Moses, God demonstrated that his chosen people would be free from oppression. And through Jesus, we learn how God establishes a church, renews creation, and calls his followers to citizenship in a great kingdom. This is God's providential will. Abraham could courageously set out with his family to a new land because he understood how God's providential will ultimately determines history. As long as he lived his life according to that will, Abraham was ready to set out on his journey with nothing to fear. Those who truly wish to follow in the footsteps of Abraham to have his kind of courage need to be familiar with God's providential plan, his ultimate, his ultimate goal. When we know what God's aim is, what things are going to be at the end, it's easier to shape our view and choices to match, and it's easier to trust that God is truly with us. On September 10th, everyone here is invited to make a journey too, a pilgrimage to the Martyr Shrine in Midland. A pilgrimage is a trip to a place of spiritual or historical significance. Someone might make a pilgrimage as part of a prayer or as a form of penance or maybe to have an encounter with God or to seek inspiration. There are all kinds of things someone could choose to do on a Saturday, but I'm inviting you to take a pilgrimage to the site of the first churches in Ontario, the place where Christians first surrendered their lives for the faith. There we'll pray and worship share some food and fellowship, grow, and together ask God to inspire our parish as we continue the work of sharing the good news. Just some practical details, it's 
just $10 for those over 12 years of age, and that includes entry to the St. Marie among the Hurons village. We haven't arranged a bus, but that can change if there's enough interest. So full details about this pilgrimage are on the website, and there you can let us know if you're coming also. Next weekend, we'll have a paper sign-up as well. We know God's providential will is for all in Canada to experience his good news and love. The Martyr Shrine is among those places where that, that desire of God first started to be realized on this continent. Those who visit the shrine come to appreciate this small part of God's plan and how disciples today continue to bless the world by sharing in the work of those first missionaries who have demonstrated how our lives, too, can be places where God's providential will is revealed and made real. God of creation, despite our shortcomings, you work to renew all you have made and to lead your people to your kingdom. Shape our hearts through your spirit so, like Abraham, we would have the courage needed to set off and journey in your ways. May the sacrifice of this Mass remind us that you are trustworthy and that following your will is worth surrendering all we have and are. We make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.